Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Coda Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years. And then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So baby's first socks and pacifier and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product. It's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So take a moment to visit keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the concept of being a good enough parent. This idea might be surprising to some, but I think it's an essential perspective that can help relieve the pressure and anxiety that often accompany parenthood. So the term good enough parent was first introduced by a British psychoanalyst named Donald Winnicott in the 1950s. And the concept suggests that parents don't need to be perfect, but instead they just need to provide a loving, nurturing, safe environment that allows their children to grow and develop into healthy, hopefully well-adjusted adults. His theory was that it's important to recognize that no parent is perfect and that's okay and that all parents make mistakes and that the key is to learn from those mistakes and to strive to do better moving forward. So what are some ways that you can practice being a good enough parent then? One of the main aspects is again being present and attentive to your child's needs. So this can mean listening to them, empathizing with their feelings rather than dismissing them, and validating their experiences. Emotional connection is so crucial for your child's well-being. And again, that doesn't mean that you have to get it right every single time, but just focusing on it and making that a goal in your overall parenting journey is what's really important. And setting boundaries is also an important component of being a good enough parent because setting boundaries creates a safe and secure environment for your child to help them understand the consequences of their actions and to help teach them important life skills. And again, with any of these things, it's not about getting it right or being perfect. It's really about having an intention and then doing the next best thing. And I truly believe that the concept of doing the next best thing is exactly what the concept of being a good enough parent is all about. You have an intention of doing one thing and you might have an idea in your mind of what that looks like or how that would go if someone could do it perfectly. And then you get dropped into real life and real life stuff happens and plans change or unexpected things occur. And then oftentimes the idea or concept that you had in mind can fly right out the window. So instead of letting it all be kind of black or white thinking, you can really think about, okay, well, what's the next best thing? 
So in Birthing From Within classes, we do an exercise about what a good enough parent is. So I'll summarize this exercise and you can feel free to join in. So to start, think about the term bad parent. Now write down if you can or if you have a pen and paper available or just think of some words or phrases associated with what it means if someone were considered to be a bad parent. Okay, next, think about the term good parent and you can pause the recording if you want to write this down or you can just think of some words or phrases that you associate with what it means to be a good parent. All right. Now, finally, think about the term good enough parent and jot down or think of the phrases that come to mind. Now, do you find that the phrases associated with being a good enough parent are somewhere in the middle of the first two phrases? Or perhaps is it closer linked with being a good parent? Maybe they're just a step down from being a good parent. For instance, if you thought of the example of reading to your kids every day as something associated with being a good parent, perhaps you could think of reading to your kids every other day or every week as being a good enough parent alternative. I really love this exercise and I really love this concept because as someone who is prone to anxiety myself or intrusive thoughts or thoughts that just won't stop or getting into a defeatist mindset, this concept really helps me personally. And it helps me in every single step of the way on my parenting journey. So for example, one way it showed up early on in my parenting journey is when it came to sleep. By the time I had my second child, I knew a lot about baby sleep, awake windows, the importance of getting my baby down for a nap within a certain set of time, how many naps every day they should take. I just knew a lot of information about optimal baby sleep. And that was a good thing on one hand because I knew what to do with him as opposed to a lot of the things that I was getting wrong with my daughter, which I didn't know at the time because I just didn't know what I didn't know. But it was also, it was kind of a a double-edged sword in that It also kind of created an environment where I could have a lot of anxiety if I didn't get him down for a nap in that, you know, quote unquote, correct period of time because life happened and I was coming back from the grocery store and was running late or whatever. Or if he wasn't cooperating, like if it was his nap time, but he was fussing and crying and, you know, I couldn't console him enough to get him down it could create an environment where I would feel very anxious. But the concept of doing the next best thing or being a good enough parent in that moment for me showed up as, you know what, this nap, this can just be for practice. I would literally say that to myself. I would say, especially when he was really young, I would say naps are just for practice. And if the first nap of the day, if that goes really well, like he goes down right when I put him down for his nap, he falls asleep without a whole lot of fussing and he sleeps for an hour and a half. Wonderful. That's a really great practice session. If in the next nap, I am a little bit late to putting him down and as a consequence, he's really fussy and uh, seems a little bit too wired, like he stayed awake too long and he's just really not going down well. And I end up not wanting to let him cry or fuss by himself because that is something that's important to me as mom, then you know what? I'm just going to hold him. I'm just going to do a contact nap 
and I'm just going to hold him and put him in the baby carrier and, you know, kind of go about my day. And if he takes a 34 minute nap in the baby carrier while I'm holding him, that's okay. This is just for practice. And he still napped and we're going to move on with our lives. That's the next best thing. That was the next best thing that I could do in that situation. So that is a true real life example of embodying this concept of the good enough parent. Did I put him down for the nap perfectly, like it says in a book, in a baby book or a textbook? No. Uh, But did he get what he needed? And did I show up as a parent in a way that was aligned with my values? Yes. And therefore, good enough parent. So an example of how this concept shows up for me now in my parenting journey where I have a four and six-year-old, no longer babies, no longer toddlers, is I have an idea about school lunches and what a good parent does when it comes to school lunches in elementary school. And this belief that I have is that a good parent makes their child's lunch every day. Now, uh, I could add a lot of judgment and thoughts and opinions to that idea or that concept, but I won't do that. I'll just be vulnerable and share with you all that I have this belief in my head that a good parent makes a nutritious and healthy lunch for their child every day and puts an I love you note in the little lunchbox. That's this concept I have in my head. So how I practice the approach of being a good enough parent is that I have the school lunches as a backup. So every single week, my daughter has a mix of some lunches that I make at home and some lunches that she eats at the school cafeteria. And what's funny is that I started out the school year with the intention of making her lunch the majority of the time. I had already kind of nestled into this idea of the good enough parent where I said to myself, I'm going to make her lunch most of the time, not every single day. But what's the next step down from that? Okay, four days a week, three days a week. That's what I'm going to do. And on the days where life happens or I'm not feeling well, I am going to skip making lunch and I'm going to have money in her school cafeteria account so that she can buy her lunch at school on those days. And the funny thing that happened is that at some point in the school year, I got into a groove where I was making her lunch the majority of the days. And instead of just three or four days a week, I got to a point where I was making it five days a week. And then she came home from school one day and she was upset because they had nachos in the cafeteria for lunch. And she didn't get to eat the nachos because I had made her lunch the night before. And so in her eyes, I was not being a good parent because I deprived her of nachos. And so I just laughed to myself because in my mind, I had this belief of a good parent makes their child's lunch every day. And my child had the exact opposite idea on that particular day. And so now my concept of a good enough parent when it comes to making school lunches is actually more aligned with my daughter's concept of what it means to be a good parent. And so now we know the cafeteria schedule. We know the days that they make nachos. And on those days, I do not pack her lunch and she can have nachos at school and she really loves them and enjoys them. And it gives me an intentional break from making her lunch. So those are just some personal examples of this concept showing up in my everyday life. And it may seem a little silly or it may seem really, really relevant to you. And no matter where you kind of land with my stories on that spectrum, I hope that 
the takeaway that you're hearing is that being a parent and being a good parent does not mean that you have to adopt these black or white beliefs. And in fact, in reality, whatever beliefs you have attached to the concept of being a good parent, they might not actually align with your child or with other people that you encounter or your spouse or partner. And so just keeping all of this in mind and kind of zooming out from your own individual perspective can be really helpful in my opinion. And I hope that you also have the takeaway that Being a good enough parent is about progress, not perfection. So in those moments when you're not showing up in the way that you would hope to, I hope that you can give yourself grace and be patient with yourself as you navigate that moment and overall as you navigate the ups and downs of parenthood. And just remember that your love, support, and presence are what truly matter to your child. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. And I have some news about the show that I would like to share with you. And that is that I have decided to end the new episodes of the Finding Your Village podcast. So I am going to keep all of the 137 episodes that I have recorded over the course of the last three plus years up and available for anyone to listen to and use as a resource. But I have decided that in this season of my life, that recording new podcast episodes is not aligned with me right now. So I'm going to record one more quick episode after this one to give my appreciation and say my farewells in recording new episodes. And I just want to say a sincere and heartfelt thank you so much for listening to this episode and any other episodes that you have listened to. And I just really appreciate having had the opportunity to be on this journey. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you liked the episode and would like to hear more, please follow Finding Your Village wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for the postpartum class at pregnancytopreschool.net. Thank you so much and stay safe, healthy, and connected.